This is Lauren. This is Trey. And this is the Partnership Podcast. Friends, it's good to be back. We missed you so much. This week within a relationship, we're talking about the difference between an event planner and a day of coordinator, a problem versus a conflict and the huge differences between the two, as well as our problems, like what we choose and choose not to bring up within our own relationship. Enjoy. Was there a part where I was like, don't fart? I didn't have to fart, but I was like, just make sure and not fart. <laughs> Edit all this out. <laughs> hey, baby. Hey, honey. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the motherfucking podcast. Two weeks off. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We could have recorded last Tuesday, but you literally slept till 10, as you should have, because you were on West Coast time. It's so. all fucked up coming back from the West Coast, coming to the East Coast. It's so much harder. I cannot. Like, hun, it took me a week. Yeah. Yeah, these are hard problems. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Wow. So much was... easier going to the West Coast. Because then you just no stay up. No problem at all. Yeah, you just stay up a little well, bit. Well, and you get up early and you feel like an accomplished human being. Yeah, I'm stoked on that. That was great. And I still saw, this is what I think really taxed my system, is that I saw clients on East Coast time. But then like, I didn't want to go to bed at like 7, which would have been 10 o'clock. No. My you had time. to batch too. You had to batch all your clients where you put all your sweet clients. Love them. You put them first, but you had to batch them together. Then like you essentially lose what, two days because of travel. Yeah. And that was. Mm. Yeah. And then you came back firing, honey. You've just been fire hosing right now, which is awesome. You had your uh, lady power conference over the weekend, which was wonderful in your heat box Airbnb. And um, shout out. Yeah, shout out to the Heatbox Airbnb where the air conditioning didn't work in there. But you just hung out at the pool and you had a conference at the pool. Yeah, so for those who did not understand a single word of what just Trey just said, because that was like all in code, I went on, Holland and I did our first annual like Steffi work retreat, so Sex Ed for You work retreat, and we rented an Airbnb and it was beautiful, stunning, two bedrooms, great big open space for us to like brainstorm. And we were attending like a virtual business summit for um sexuality educators and therapists it was great except the air conditioning broke in our airbnb mm -hmm. so they kept bringing us like standing units but not anyway it's not worth all that but it, it, it with the standing down. units you got to plug them into a like the the hot air needs to go out so if there's cold <laughs> air coming in hot air going out it's it's not good so it was kind of hilarious. there was no holes <laughs> no holes which is ironic for ironic a for sexual sex Conference. We read the thermostat at one point and it was 88 degrees. I'm sure it got hotter. I just don't know if it goes any hotter. Thank than God that. you didn't tell me, honey. I didn't tell you. It was uh, like Friday night where she ran out of this one drinks. So she ran out of uh, booze. This one smokes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. And uh, I don't ever get high. And um, she ran out of alcohol and she texted me like, oh, no, I'm going to run out of booze at night. And I told her to like shoo. And, um, but, but then in the morning, I showed up with coffee and alcohol. Because my, my sweet baby's not going without her alcohol. <laughs> this is the thing. For I a whole Saturday. If I express a need to Trey, he is going to figure out a way in his body to meet the need for me. Or you will say this. You will be like, babe, do you got this one? Can I trust you to get this one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, where I, where and I so release I didn't, it into the I didn't get that text back. I didn't get the, I trust that you've got this, babe. And I was like, I know. <laughs> All I had to do to be like was ha-ha running out of hard kombucha. You knew you were going to get some? Uh-huh. And then I saw, sure. No, <laughs> Shoot. No. 
shoe. So thank you for not telling me about the fucking heat. Yeah. So therefore, you know, this is fun partnership content because you have such a desire to provide for me. There are certain things I don't share with you in the moment when I know I've got them. Mm. Um, on a hard long client day, for instance, like if some clients are really dealing with heavy stuff, that's mine to carry. That's mm-hmm. my support systems. That's colleagues. That's supervision. That that is not yours to handle everything. Or I would tax your nervous system all the time. And before you came into my life, I was an independent lady, mm-hmm. and I found ways to cope with stress. Do you laugh at the fact that I was an independent lady? Or are you like? You Did I roll my? I might have rolled my eyes at <laughs> that, but like not like accidentally <laughs> rolled my totally eyes. Do you just not trust my capacity to care for myself? You can totally function. I just, <laughs> you can completely function as like an adult human. <laughs> it's just like when you see the day to day. Like, you know, when you're in the building. Football. I don't talk about football much, but it's all glitz and glamour on TV. But when you actually get in the building, it's like, holy shit. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> no, you're, jokes aside, you're a, very capable human being, honey. I'm like a mess of a football team. Is that what you're saying? You have to logisticize. That's me? the analogy like you have to be I the just director made. Of you are a mess you of a football literally... team, and I got to come in there and clean it up. We need some fucking order in this place. You know. Um, that's actually a perfect transition to the thing I wanted to talk about, and I hear you have one too. When we last left left our listeners and viewers, we had planned <laughs> your face. We had told them, we had come up with on the pod, this whole um, event coordinator and then day of coordinator. Yes. The DOC, like yeah. an event planner and a day of DOC. And we were like, okay, let's try it. And then we got on planes like the next day. Yeah. Or two days later or something. Um, I'd love to know how you felt like this went. Oh, all the plane stuff? Like me being a DOC because you just said I'm a hot mess. So. No, I, I said it jokingly. <laughs> um, you're not a hot mess. I wouldn't have married you. And... um. <laughs> I want to make you my wife. And um, okay, so event coordinator is. Let's catch our. Let's catch our gentle audience. Let's up. catch our gentle audience up. Our hardcore you. audience, we the love you, thickest of audience. audiences. <laughs> um, okay, so the event coordinator is just in our scenario, someone that does plans, logistics, maybe months in advance. I even like not event coordinator. I'm interrupting you because I want to clarify this. I think I might use this in a teaching instance. Hello, great. This is a money making opportunity. Okay, great. Event planner. Oh, what did I say? Coordinator? Yes. All right. Can I continue? So an event planner is, in our scenario, someone who uh, does logistics possibly months in advance. They're on the phone. You know, they book the safer travel. They book the airline. They book the hotel. They talk to this. They look at the reviews. They do all of this, like, pre-planning, and then they do the execution where it's like, okay, this is the plan. And then the day of planner is day the per- of coordinator. <sighs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. The EP and the DOC. Okay. Okay. All right. You got me back with the analogies and I'm back and I'm back. Okay. So the DOC, the doc, the doc pl- is the person that does stuff on the fly. I see it as like a wedding thing where I'd be a fucking hell of a wedding coordinator if I didn't really have to interact with anybody at the fucking wedding. Where you, the DOC, uh, you can uh, make decisions and like do stuff and keep everybody happy and keep the party flowing and do all of the day of on the fly stuff where me, I'd... 
I'd get bogged down, Mm -hmm. which is a nice way of saying I'd get fucking stressed out. Mm -hmm. That's not a strong suit of Mm -hmm. mine, which is actually a very strong suit of yours. Mm -hmm. Because when I was in football ops, some of the most stressful things were the -the on-the-fly things where, like, shit hit the fan. But you always have to um, anticipate shit hitting the fan. And it got done, but it's not the strongest suit of mine. And so in travel, I was the event planner, and you were the uh, day of coordinator. And it worked out great. It was great, where I just kind of, I let you lead, and we already had planned that. And it was actually quite wonderful, where I didn't, I got to just kind of, it was okay to be led around by my wife. Mm -hmm. So I broke gender norms that day. Shout out. I'm a hero. I'm a white, straight hero. (laughs) Well done. Um, Yeah, I think it actually went really well. Let me share in real time, though. It is a shift of uh, of power, right? And so this is why it's so cool because these types of things work well in sexual scenarios. Mm -hmm. They work well in partnership. They work well in delegation of tasks around the home. And so we kind of did this like pass of the baton and it took me saying, hey, tomorrow morning our flight leaves at this time. I'd like us to leave the house at this time and get to the airport at this time. And I remember you going, hmm, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Because if there's going to be a baton transfer, the other human needs to step into their role with responsibility. Um, They need to take accountability. It can't just be like, I don't know, sluggish, I guess. And so it really, I, I had to like pretend like, okay, let's go back to, cause I told you that shocker, I have done this before. And you were like, what you planned people's flights. <laughs> so anyway, I just, I had so much fun. Everything went smoothly. We got to the airport, perfect amount of time. It was just all grand first flight. Great. We had like a little bit of time in the lounge or whatever before the second flight, the only time that things got really interesting is um, at LAX, which I think everyone knows is an international airport. We usually fly into a certain gate. We've done this flight a lot now, like this specific flight, our town in Virginia to LAX. We usually get off at a certain gate. We usually walk down a certain corridor. It's great. You and I know what to expect. This time... <laughs> Not so much. We landed and they put us out in the international terminal. Mm-hmm. Trey and I walk down the hallway and it's like we both keep expecting to see this one place where like they get, lead you off to the right. We're both like expecting this. And instead we walk into what looks like an international mall. There's like Gucci and Prada and Louis Vuitton. And both of us are like, but ha- where where are we? But I'm the DOC. So you're just kind of like, do, 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 which for me, babe, was the most beautiful energy before in that moment, I would have felt the shift, like have to provide, have to get my wife out of this space. Oh, that was going on. Oh, it was? Yeah, that was going on. What were you doing in your body? You did such a good job. You did. I didn't feel it. And usually I can feel it. This is what was going on. I was like, I don't want to be in the mall. (laughs) Right. I want to be, I want to get the fuck out of the mall. You want to be at your rental car. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want to go pop, 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 pop. But it wasn't my job to lead. So that was going on in my mind. But uh, I had to keep reminding myself, just follow Lauren. And then we promptly got lost. Okay, this is the and best part of the And then in my mind, I was like, oh, did you? Lost. It wasn't at you. No, I didn't feel Because it. this was both day zero stuff 
for both of us. We I've never been in the international terminal. I think it's brand new there. So it was it was like okay, we're going to figure this out. And like, eventually we will leave the airplane. <laughs> this isn't that Tom Hanks movie nobody saw. We eventually this will end. So I just, I let you lead. And where I first led was I did follow signs. It was a dead I end. Mean, but I the sign said, signs. hey, exit here. But it was a the- like an outdoor smoking area. <laughs> and then nobody said shit. Once we got to the outdoor smoking area, all the employees, they didn't, they just ignored us because I'm sure it happens. Well, we saw it, it happens every 30 fucking seconds where somebody walks out there. It's like, uh, audience, it's almost as if they just haven't changed signs yet, but nobody has put alternate signs that are like not an exit. Yeah. There are signs that say to baggage claim and exit and ground transportation. There are signs that say that. Airports are, I think, one of the most stressful places on earth. It was so Is crazy. a fucking airport. And it, I, but it I just was to you. the point I that I thought, you. like, are there hidden cameras somewhere? Are we being punked? Like, mm-hmm. is this going to end up somewhere? Because everybody would walk out of these doors and then we would all just walk into this tiny smoking area. And you're right. Nobody said anything because Trey's convinced that they're like so used to it that they all just were like. Just smoking and... Yeah, drink. they got 15 minutes to smoke their yeah. cigarettes and bullshit. So anyway... Yeah, they then, don't care about Then us. we went back. We followed some more signs. It led us to international ticketing. So then all of a sudden we're spit out. Not, again, not at baggage claim. Not at ground transportation. We didn't have any bags. All we needed to do is get to ground transportation. It spit us out at yeah, ticketing. Yeah, we're at Singapore Air. <laughs> so I'm we thinking, ended up at a, a, at a elevator that went nowhere. It was... Literally, it was and all so under were construction you stressed too. at this time, or were you like, "My baby's got this"? What's going? Were stressed. you like, "Okay, stressed"? I don't know where you put it, hun. But usually, in past scenarios, mm-hmm. uh, it's not always, but a lot of the time, if I'm leading, and it might have just been that we actually clarified this, I feel something in my body that starts to spin out. Like he's mad at me. I'm failing. He wishes he was doing this. I'm doing a bad job. Um, instead I almost had like the giggles, like this is hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um, and you were just, you were such a good little follower. I had more of that than like stress. Like if we're, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. If we're doing a balancing act. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had like, we stopped and we got a cup of coffee. It was great. So, and then it was, yeah. So it was more funny than it was stress. I don't know. 60, 40. And also I knew that eventually I was going to leave the airport. Mm-hmm. Eventually, because it, yeah, we yeah we there was no way we were going to be in there forever. We would get out, and I just kept being really thankful that we didn't have super heavy bags. Sometimes True. when you're doing airport travel, sucks or you have kids or something. Yeah, Jesus, yeah, and, fucking and you, children. You did you did that a couple of times. You were like, wow, I bet this is really hard with kids because we were seeing lots of kids come yeah. and go. Yeah, you just seemed so present and. Yeah, we did eventually get outside, and we were miles away from like the, <laughs> the like rental car. Couple shuttle. hundred yards. It was hilarious. Couple hundred like, yards. But yeah. we've never. The point being, we've never been spit out there. We've always been spit out to the right. So I did ask you a question. It was an FFT, yeah, for sure. Anyway, but we got on the shuttle, and we got to our rental car, and that was delightful. Easy. And that we just peaced out. And at that point, the DOC, me, um, we had already talked about this. You wanted to drive the rental car on the huh? freeway, and. Yeah, we got home. And... It was great. Yeah, and then we were home, and it was it was like perfect. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, so thank you for um, yeah, thank you for clarifying roles and expectations, and then having a game plan. And I do really well with a game plan. Mm-hmm. And then you do really well on the fly. I I do really well on the fly. It's it's like a 
it's a puzzle to fix, which reminds me of the other really cool thing I want to talk about. But you had a thing first, too. So well done on travel, baby. Well done. Thanks. You too. What did I? I have a thing I want to talk about. Yeah. You said we were walking home from the bus stop and you said, oh, I'm going to save it for the pod. Oh, uh, a guy at the uh, golf course gave me a shout out. What are you talking about? Yeah, on the podcast. It surprised me, too. What? I'm standing next to Coach. Uh, to Coach. We're talking about, you know, bullshit. And the guy's Wait. like, yeah, guy walking by. He's like, great podcast. What? And, and I, I look at John. And I'm like, John, do you have a podcast? And he, <laughs> then he points at me. And I go, oh, yeah, I do have a, I do have a podcast. <laughs> so shout out to that guy. You didn't know him? No. Mm-mm. So these times where I say you're being recognized? It's you- weird. I've been on national TV a bunch. and No one's recognized you from that. Yeah, nobody gives a shit. But yeah, I do a little podcast. I ready. talk about my penis with my wife in the guest bedroom, and all of a sudden, I'm <laughs> oh, a local sad. celebrity. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good pod. I know I'm biased. I'm glad you like it, man. But I do like it. Oh glad yeah, like it. yeah. Shout out to the guy on the golf course. I just said that. <laughs> and it's done. Our yeah, we're done. Is over. This is done. It's done. Um, what do you want to talk about, babe? This thing, and I've kind of pitched it to you already but i'm obsessed with it right now okay so you know i work with clients i don't know if you know this (laughs) this is my job (laughs) Uh, it's like a comedian setting up a bad joke have you seen this have you heard about this go ahead babe we're out of practice so you you work with clients I was trying to pitch my business at the same time. <laughs> now it's just a disaster. Okay. Sometimes, oftentimes, <laughs> my clients and I try to brainstorm solutions to different things. Um, oftentimes, clients will share with me different um, disagreements that come up in their relationships. Um, and they know we have disagreements because we have this podcast of which you like to spring things on me sometimes or i like to spring them on you and then in the moment we have conflict for the cameras and then it makes for great content great the purpose of my saying all of this is that i'm so thankful for you that we do this in real time the tears were coming you said penis and then you knew i was gonna cry it's what happens pavlov's dog okay that i couldn't understand the purpose of having conflict in real time in front of cameras. Um, But it has shown me again and again and again that by us doing this and then also showing how we find our way back to each other, um, it gives everyone else permission to know that it's okay to have conflict and it is absolutely encouraged to find their way back to one another and that we're not some perfect couple. We have triggers and lived experiences Mm -hmm. and conflict and it's great. Now, that said, I have a lot of clients say, what do you choose to have conflict over? Okay. Uh-huh. Because, for instance, I did choose to tell you about the kombucha, but not tell you about the air conditioning. Interesting. Okay. It was a choice in my body. You do this all the time, too. You choose what to bring up to me and what not to bring yeah, up to me. Yeah, and timely in a timely manner, yeah. too. Yeah, so I true. went back to one of my favorite teachers on partnership, Allison Armstrong. Lover, you hate her voice. I should not say that sounded really mean. You, the tone of her voice is not your favorite thing. <laughs> her voice. The person we listen to in the car driving across the country, I choose partnership person. 
Mm-hmm. She has a lot of great teaching methods. The tone of her voice. I, I just That's how I remind you who it is. You don't like that. I like her voice. She, I was re-listening to a piece of content of hers the other day, so I want to attribute the original author, but I have kind of taken this as a springboard, and I want to talk about it because it's changing my world. I don't hate your voice, Alison Armstrong. Like, if, if I ever said that, I'd take it back. I think you're great. I fucking love you, Alison Armstrong. <laughs> Go ahead, babe. The other day, she was differentiating between conflict and problems. And I'm going to talk about this because it's blowing my mind. I have now decided that conflict is what happens when we fail to address problems. And that on her workshop, I heard this incredible veteran share that conflict in his body is what happens in war. Conflict is a term of war. He said, could you, because she was teaching about conflict. He said, could we stop using the word conflict? And I love a teacher who listens to her students. I think that's the best kind. He said, how do you feel about the word problem instead? So she went to the dictionary and she looked up the word problem. And its roots connect to the mathematical term problem that is to be solved. Problems are expected inside of workplaces and should be expected inside of relationships. There is no two humans, three humans, huge family under a roof that's going to be void of problems. Problems are to be fixed by both parties in a scenario. Problems can be approached with curiosity, like we're trying to. Conflict is explosive. So then she went on to explain that the reason so many individuals avoid problems and conflict is that as young people, they saw conflict ruin relationships. So, so many of us will just keep it inside. Sure. Because we don't want to ruin our relationships. Or, or have the conversation. Yeah. Like the mortgage talk. The mortgage talk? The other option was like, just keep it inside, right? 100%. So she said that we will avoid addressing problems because we are afraid of conflict blowing up our relationships, which I think is the most true thing I've ever heard. And when I think of instead that problems are not what ruin relationships, conflict is what ruins relationships. It allows me to think of problems with a much healthier approach. Problems can be looked at. They are, they are not you. You are not a problem. We have problems that you and I, as fun, creative, hilarious human beings, can, can address and look at and be curious about. The mortgage was a problem. It needed to be talked about. It was a problem. It was creating friction in our relationship. Um, the wedding ritual was a problem. We needed to talk about it, right? Our feelings about these types of things, everything that we've discussed so openly on this podcast. Um, you, this is why I think it was life-changing to me is that, you know, when you'll say to me, baby, it's okay for me to be upset. Mm -hmm. I'm not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. I don't think that my body realized that. I think my body thought that if there was a presence of conflict 
that it's reason to go away from somebody, leave someone, especially with the history your body has with explosive contact, conflict. Mm-hmm. And so when, as my brain has been allowed to and given permission to differentiate between problems and conflicts, it's been life-changing to me. Cool. Life-changing. Because I think I can allow it to sit in my body that you could notice a problem that needs to be addressed in our partnership and that's not reason to like kick me to the curb. Conflict. I don't know if I want people sitting in all the time, right? You and I have talked about, do we tolerate, do we endure, do we sacrifice for one another? That's been a theme that's come up on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. And we've been like, I don't think we do. And I think that's because we address problems and with joy. I mean, maybe not in the moment, but... I don't know. How does that sound to you, the difference between problem and conflict? Is it not as world-shattering? It rules. Okay. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Because my that to me, it helps me differentiate and give my clients, empower them to address problems. Because I think the thing they're afraid of doing is creating conflict, right? So they don't want to address a problem because they're afraid of conflict. And now I'm so, I feel so excited to share like, no, no, no. If you are with a partner who you chose because of their awesomeness, which most mm-hmm. of us did, what if we just, I don't know, like give the partner a little credit? What happens to the person that brings up a problem with their partner and then their partner goes to conflict? Mm-hmm. Where it's like they skip three different steps or they go to catastrophic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus like actually addressing what's going on. Well, I think that's what your sweet wife was doing. Sure. Right? I think that's where my brain goes. And this is why it's been so helpful. Because like if if <clears throat> if I brought up the mortgage, it was I'm failing you. I'm not a good partner. Uh, he's going to leave? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where it's, hey, this is the problem. But it's like <laughs> it so, becomes explosive. And that's why people avoid bringing things yes. up. So. My bad. I want to take ownership. I think you were 100% just bringing up problems and trusting your competent partner Mm -hmm. to address the problem with you, right? Let's solve the problem. I love love math, so maybe it just really clicks with me. And I fucking hate math. Yeah, but you love fixing things. You made it right for me with the, the kombucha. I knew that you would solve my problem. Okay, cool. Or say like, hey, babe. Exactly. Go drink Miller Lite. The solve the problem might also be, baby, how are you going to fix that? Right? Uh, Tell me. (laughs) Like, follow that through with me. I knew you would solve the problem. Even if it was, you know, I'd hit the ball to you, you would hit the ball back to me. Sure. (laughs) I don't know you to be a person who just hangs it out there. So I know you don't like math, but I do know that you like solving problems. Cool. Um, Anyway, so yeah, we'll continue. I'd love to in our next problem that we bring up. Um. Yeah, to see if it helps me at all in real time. Maybe it won't, but I hope over time that it really helps me see that this is not explosive conflict. You're not kicking me to the curb. Because it's yeah, it's not your job to be my like um, I don't know, like wet blanket or something like that. Okay. Is that a tear thing or a cum thing? Wet blanket or a pee thing? A wet blanket is like. A Debbie Downer. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So appropriate. It's appropriate right now. So it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's just not your <laughs> job. 
It's right. not your job. So I don't ever want to. That's what I choose not to bring up to you. Uh, as far as the issues in my life. But if it's like a one-to-one issue, mm-hmm. I want to bring it up and I want to address it when it's a problem. Mm-hmm. When it's, because um, I'm working on for myself, like frustration becomes anger, anger becomes rage. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, ooh, instead of being frustrated, how about we be curious and then we can kind of like filter it a different way. Yeah. So... Yeah, when it comes to like us, I don't know if there's anything that I don't bring up. Like we, this is the best relationship ever because we get to share all of our vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. We get to share like what we're interested in sexually, even if it's not with each other. Mm -hmm. Like we get to, we have space to do those things. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I try to come with you. If I have problems, I... Yeah, I want to I want to solve them with you versus like have you listen to me complain about them. Cuz plenty of people just like we say it ourselves. Do you do you want me to do you want my advice or you want me just to listen? Right. We'll say that with each other. So I I if I come to you with those issues, yeah. I want your advice. I don't want you just to listen. This is just fascinating. Because yeah, I think possibly, babe, one of the reasons why we actually get excited to tackle our relationship problems mm-hmm. is that, yeah, we're not giving the other one a bunch of other problems to solve that aren't theirs to fix. So it's like uh, there's capacity there. Mm-hmm. There's interest there. There's, there is a space for curiosity. Um, yeah, I, one of Esther Perel's favorite sayings of mine is that caretaking is the greatest anti-aphrodisiac. And when we have a person who's just sitting there complaining all the time, sometimes we'll think, oh, I need to take care of them. I need to fix all their problems. Mm-hmm. And I uh, partnership is some of that stuff, right? And I think that's why I ch- am choosy of what I share with you, like air conditioning versus hard kombucha, because you have a heart to provide me with things. And if I was to constantly share problems with you, I think it actually might, to use your words, make the cock soft. It's a turnoff. Have you ever been on a date with someone who just complains about their problems or like say talks about their ex? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because I think we're both natural fixers Mm -hmm. and problem solvers. And this is what makes me so sad when I am working with partnerships that have been together for the longest time. Usually both of them got into partnership for the exact same reason, that they're with a person who's a, who they admire. But somewhere along the way, I think we conflate partnership with, oh, my like built-in problem solver or my vent buddy. And... It's not that I don't want partners to vent and complain, but I think that there's a, what's the, is it called the law of diminishing returns? Yes. When, when we complain so much, it's just like we don't have ears to hear it anymore. Exercise is good, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can exercise to the point where you fuck your body up. Yeah. Diminishing returns. Yeah. I just, Broccoli's really good for you, right? Too much, too much fiber, you will have this upset tummy. You're going to blow out your culo. Yeah. I can only do little bits of broccoli. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's just fascinating. Yeah, I don't bring all the, pro- the problems of the business. And I I really want to be, be careful with this word, 
problems are meant to be solved. They are not, I want to reclaim this word in this household. Mm -hmm. It is not a negative word. It is a beautiful word. It means that we are going to solve this and be better for it. You, learning golf, you encounter, quote, problems every day that are meant to be solved, that you do solve, and then you are stronger, have greater aptitude, are wiser, better, all of these things. Mm -hmm. I solve problems all day. I think anyone who's ever been in a workplace solves problems. No one thinks that the presence of problems is bad. The presence of the same problem over and over again, sure. We should start being aware. But yeah, it's not your job to solve work problems or all the little things because I think, A, interdependence, not codependence, right? I, I want to walk alongside you in partnership. Should the burden be easier because we're in partnership together? Yeah. Yeah. That's what we always say, right? Like, this is the best in the world. <laughs> like, the lift is easier because I can say with the right problem, hey, babe, it's like lifting a couch. I could lift a couch myself. I could go under one side and scoot it, and then I could go to the other side and lift and scoot it. I could do that. Or I could ask my partner to come over and bend over and squat and lift the couch up with me and walk. It should be easier. But I want to I wanna choose. I really want to be selective because I want to be interdependent. I want to walk in my independence next to you, ask for help when I need it, solve problems when they're there to be solved, and also trust that addressing problems will help us avoid explosive conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I wonder if this problems versus conflict thing, will it all help you with tallies? Because... Uh -huh. And then it's it's up to me to address these mm -hmm. things. Like it it should have been addressed, say when you were late to the meeting when we were doing our Zoom stuff. It probably should have been addressed there. But I mean I waited till the next day. But it got yeah. Right? Because yeah. if we say, Hey babe, I need to share with something. When this it is starts, feeling like a problem to when me. it starts piling up, yep. yeah, it needs to be addressed before the pile gets too big. Yeah. Could we try that? Could we try implementing it and saying, Hey, I think this is a problem that we can solve. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling this way. How can we solve this? Yeah. I would love that. It feels so, and I talked to you about this with the event planner and DOC. I feel really trustworthy. Like, yeah, I got a great brain. Mm -hmm. I can solve problems. Mm -hmm. As opposed to inept. And I know you were making a joke earlier about like football looks all flashy on the screen. You get inside the locker room. It's a hot mess. I, that is a fear of mine is that I and perceived by some as a hot mess on the inside. Um, I don't I don't want to be perceived that way. I want to be perceived as someone who can handle problems. I think I actually am pretty good at them. No jokes, you're not a hot mess on the inside, honey. Thank you, no, you're you're great. Thanks. Yeah, I I find you super dependable. Thanks. And I think when I am called to something, mm -hmm. I rise to the occasion too. Mm -hmm. Like it is like, my you're, business is... You're a fucking awesome partner. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. So, yeah, I think the being invited in to solve problems with my love when something like that with the with the Zoom and the guest and the blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah. And then I could use the term, hey, babe, feeling feelings of frustration. Yeah. Like, I, you know, this this time was made for you, and mm-hmm. this was your appointment, and this is all for you. And, like, I'm really feeling feelings of frustration right now. And can we, can we kind of solve this? Yeah. Can yeah. we solve this problem? Yeah. Yeah. And then I think it'll be a cue for me to zoom out and go, oh, he's feeling feelings of frustration. Mm-hmm. I can take accountability for whatever is mine to take accountability mm-hmm. for. And let's solve this problem, which we did eventually because we like canceled the interview of that person. And yeah, it was great. I don't know how people do it when the other partner deflects. Yeah. When you're dealing with a gigantic fucking ego. I don't know how people do it where the other person goes into some type of like protection mode. If you were to say something as vulnerable as feeling feelings of frustration or just get ignored. I mean, I'm dealing with that. I dealt with that mm-hmm. with a buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. So... And it was, you know, it was over cash. It was over money. I let him borrow some money and he, he could never meet his own timelines that he would set. And this is a guy that brags about being very successful too. So, it, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like, I can either be frustrated or I can forgive the debt or have empathy or or just wish him the best. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, is, it, it is interesting, but I don't, I can't imagine being in a partnership that guy's 3000 miles away and we just talk through text. Mm-hmm. So, but it is, it is interesting. Yeah. Fuck. I think we can all know better and do better. And through tools like this, I've said this from the beginning, when we communicate what we need, want and desire and allow the person to whom we are communicating to have autonomy over their own bodies And communicate back to us whether they are willing to provide us with the thing that we desire. Things become really clear really quickly. And I am sorry when sometimes we realize things about our partners. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. But I would so much rather all individuals in this world extend love and respect and give autonomy to their other person even if that means saying the best way for me to love you is to not be in this partnership with you. That, to me, is how sex ed heals the world and how we heal each other in partnerships. It might be uncomfortable, but if a human being is not interested in providing us what we, with what we need, want, and desire, they get to decide that. And then we get to decide if we want to be in partnership with them. Mm-hmm. That does not need to be conflict. It might be the end of a relationship, but it does not need to be conflict. Okay, what was the thing you wanted to talk about? That was it. No, I'm Maybe done. I thought you said something. Nope. Oh, that you saw that somebody saw you on the course. Yeah, done. You want to do the thing? Oh, yeah, that was a really good little mm-hmm. ending. I wish I hadn't done my whole, like, what did you want to talk about? Yeah, just now? Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing. Yeah. I ruined the whole ending of the podcast. Yeah, this is done. I'm never doing this again. Hello, gentle Lavia. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. Reminder, these are our opinions and only our opinions. And we encourage you to do your own research and form your own. We like to say that this is not a how-to podcast, but this is a how-we podcast. That's it and that's all. I do have a business called Sex Ed for You. And if you are in partnership and you'd like to work on some of these things, including this new thing that's blowing my mind, 
problems versus conflict, you can go to sexedforyou.com forward slash free consult. I would love to chat with you. You can put in a request for a 15 minute consult. The incredible Holland has now decided that she gets to approve whether you get on my calendar or not. So go to sexedforyou.com forward slash free consult. Um, be sure to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Be sure to give us a five-star rating if you're on Spotify or Apple or blah, 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 blah. Trey's going to be like, don't do that. But I'm going to be like, do that because it's really nice and wonderful. Thank you for being here and have a great day.